Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks so much for listening to Your Working Life, my podcast series featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena. I know that you spend a significant portion of your life at work, so I'm on a mission to provide you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And I'm very excited to welcome my special guest to the show today, Dr. Paul Stoltz. Paul, welcome to the show. I'm delighted to have you on. And I'm delighted to join you and your listeners and talk about grit. Yeah, we are going to talk about grit, your terrific new book called Grit, the new science of what it takes to persevere, flourish, and succeed. And Paul, before we get started, I want to tell the listening audience a little more about you, and then we're going to dive into a juicy and gritty conversation. <laughs> Perfect. So, Dr. Paul Stoltz is the founder and CEO of Peak Learning Incorporated, as well as the originator of Adversity Quotient and Grit Theories and Methods, which are used at Harvard Business School, MIT, and leading companies worldwide. He's considered the world's leading expert on the integration an application of resilience and grit. And Paul, you and I were chuckling earlier because we showed our own grit and resilience and determination because we had a little technical issue, which we have overcome, right? So we are practicing what we preach. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we sure are. Well, how much of a part of loving your job every day is just dealing with the onslaught of the little things that can go wrong, right? Exactly. And going with the flow, right? And, and rolling with it. Tell me a little bit, though, about the science behind grit and how you came to write this book. Well, thanks so much, Caroline. It's great, really great to sit down and talk with you about this. The past 35 years of my life, I've just been deeply obsessed with one simple thing, which is what is that thing deep inside those rare human beings that somehow keep the lights on like until their final breath when the vast majority of humankind, especially people at work, just kind of dim prematurely. Yeah. And if you look kind of most companies, it's like the walking dead. And I just thought, how do we stay fully alive and truly flourish at work when it's ever more demanding, faster, and kind of insane? And so that research that I've been doing over all these years and the many thousands of studies that we've been part of over that time has led us to this theory construct and set of tools that we try to serve up in a simple way in this, in this book we call GRIT. Amazing. And you know, I, as a career coach, know exactly what you're talking about. And people lose their sparkle, right? They're just, as you said, zombies at work. They're there because they have to be, but they're not thriving. And thank you for providing strategies and resources to engage people again, right? And help them figure out how to turn the light back on. Oh, thank you for saying so. You know, it's there's no reason work has to be a soul-sapping place. And the real answer is not about finding that place that is the ideal perfect fit necessarily, but finding a way to flourish and make it happen in spite of, in many cases, what's coming at you. Exactly. And I think ultimately, isn't, isn't that what grit's all about? Yeah. So let's unpack it a little bit because this is the new science of what it takes to persevere. Mm. So tell me about that. Yeah, you know, it really is because, you know, forever, uh, a lot of my research has been about resilience. And we were one of the sort of founding 
researchers on this stuff, which if you think about it, isn't that kind of like defense? Because yeah. resilience is about how do you respond to whatever comes your way and hopefully respondingly in a way that strengthens and improves you as you face what our research shows is up to 32 adversities a day average globally for people at work. Wow. So, And that trend started with three 25 years ago. So work's gotten more adversity rich, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, grit, some, the new trend is this. Things take longer. Think about the goals you're trying to achieve, right? I mean, do they take less or more time? Are they easier or tougher? Are they simpler or more complex? Do they take more or less frustration, struggle, and sacrifice? And, and what percentage of our goals do we even achieve anymore? And all of that screams for grit. So if, if, if the resilience piece is sort of defense, grit is offense. It's about how do you dig deep and do whatever it takes, even suffer struggle and sacrifice, in order to achieve your, your most worthy goals and, frankly, stay fully alive in the process. Excellent. Thank you for that clarity. Now, this research and these tools have been used at Harvard and MIT and in major companies worldwide. So mm -hmm. are these the same tools that you're sharing with readers in the new book? They are. That and more, actually. I, I did a kind of sneaky thing, which I hope really benefits the readers and your listeners, which is we have one of the steps, you know, you've got to understand it, you've got to measure it, and you've got to, got to grow it, right? And one of the tools we have called the Grit Gauge is a six-minute online assessment, which is the gold standard, actually, for measuring your grit. And I included a private code for every book that we sell so that instead of the $200 a person that they pay for in the corporate arena, readers for the price of the book can get their own and, and get those insights, which I think is such an important part. Fantastic. And is this something that they can, um, well, the, the, the code is for each individual book, right? So that's, that's something that you get when you purchase the book. That's right. Yeah. You get a free with the book, that and a whole slew of tools for growing your grit. Fantastic. And you talk about how grit is made up of four building blocks. Tell me about those. We've got growth, resilience, instinct, and tenacity. Yeah, we do. That's really true. I mean, you know, grit has been a pretty flat conversation. It's been sort of simplistic, like how much grit you got mm. and could a person have too much grit? And we, we found when we peeled this back, you know, if you think about it, in the world of work and life, What's more important, the quantity or the quality of your grit? And in most cases, most employers tell us, really, quality can trump quantity. So growth is about your ability to kind of pull your head out of the weeds and ask yourself, what are the fresh insights, ideas, and inputs? And, and what are the ways in which I need to improve myself in order to make this happen? That's growth. Resilience is that piece about how you respond to the tough stuff. And then I, the instinct, is very interesting because there's sort of dumb grit and smart grit. <laughs> and smart grit is going after goals in ways that are, you know, the best versions of the goals and, and the most effective ways to get there. There are so many people we see in the workplace who are demonstrating kind of dumb grit where they're just relentlessly beating their heads to a bloody pulp going after the same stuff in the same ways. And then, of course, tenacity is the final one, and that's the raw, pure engine of grit, which is that never say die, do it again, often beyond others' perceived level of sanity, uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> where you just keep hacking away at it until you bust out the other side. So I appreciate your distinction of quality over quantity. 
in the book, you focus on optimal grit. So tell me about that and how it differs from everyday grit. Yeah, you know, optimal grit, it, we, we look at grit three-dimensionally. You know, if, if the old conversation sort of grit 1.0, this is the upgrade to 2.0. And if you think about almost a six-sided cube, there's weak to strong grit, there's dumb to smart grit, and there's also bad to good grit. Mm. And, and, and bad grit is when you go at it in ways that ultimately are damaging to yourself and others, even unintentionally. A lot of people say Steve Jobs had phenomenal grit, but not all of it was good because he kind of ate people alive in the process. And maybe that wasn't a whole entirely necessary, right? So we as leaders and people, uh, maybe we can demonstrate better grit, gooder grit, right? So, so when we look at this whole equation of grit, what optimal grit's really all about is, hey, imagine roaming the planet where you demonstrate the strongest, smartest, goodest grit across all dimensions in all situations. I mean, you kind of become unstoppable. And that's the, the engine, that's the fuel cell of achieving what I call a deep sense of gritification, which is, <laughs> which is that it's thing. Good stuff. <laughs> well, well, you know, Caroline, yeah, yeah. Think, think about the goal, right? I mean, at the back end of it all, what, is, what defines a good life more? Then setting out for noble and worthy goals and digging deep and especially sacrificing suffering and struggling along the way and coming out the other side and saying, I did that. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's that deep sense of gratification that I think defines a, a, a good life. You know, what I'm hearing, too, is that there's a tremendous sense of self-actualization in, in measuring and even growing your grit. So how, how does one gauge their grit factor and what kind of tools do you have in the book to help us with that? Yeah, you know, that we tried to make it really simple for readers. We broke the book into three sections. We call it Grok, Gauge, and Grow, which means to understand, uh, measure, and improve your grit. That's what we just set it out. 176 pages is pretty short. Wanted it to be portable. So the measuring piece, the, the gauge piece, provides that grit gauge to readers. And it also provides a bunch of questions readers can ask themselves to sort of step back and reflect and go, huh, I wonder how I stack up on this stuff. So there's self-reflection pieces within the book, Grit, but also we give you that link to the Grit Gauge, which is the thing used worldwide to measure your grit. And you get a full, you get a full report that shows you how you score on everything. Which is important because it's, it's individual. This is not one size fits all, right? This is not cookie cutter. It's very customized for each person. Oh, com completely. You're spot on. So let's, well, may I use you as an example, right? So once you know how much grit you have, how mm -hmm. do you grow it? So perhaps if you're willing, give us an example of how you've grown your grit. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you a tool. There's a bunch of tools we apply in the book, but one of my favorites is a tool we call the Why Try. And the Why Try is that I find in the workplace, when you look at people who are just dying at work, there's a misalignment between their why and their try. So for example, what we do is we'll sit down with teams. I was just using this with a couple thousand people in Orlando at one of their big national meetings, and they, it really sparked so much great stuff for them. First question is this. When you think about that thing you're trying to achieve, for you personally, how, really, how strong is your why on a scale of 1 to 10? You know, a 10 is it just couldn't be stronger. It's burning in your corpuscles. And a 1 is it's, it's just got no pulse. And then second of all, 
Given that, on a scale one to 10, if you're brutally honest with yourself, how strong is your try? Not, not your words or intentions, but your actual energy and effort you're pouring into it. And if your try exceeds your why, you're killing yourself. And if your why exceeds your try, then you're talking prettier than you're acting. You know, there's a misalignment. But then the final question becomes, what adjustments do you need to make personally to upgrade and optimize and align your why with your try? And if we live that way at work, we tend to be digging deep on the right stuff to achieve worthy goals. So, you know, it makes me think about hiring, right? So folks that are recruiting and building new teams and clearly a success ingredient, I believe, for individuals is high level of grit, right? So how does one look for that in an interview process or a recruiting process? How do you build a gritty team? <laughs> you want to hear a mind-blowing statistic? Yeah. You know, because everybody, you know, everyone who's listening to this is thinking, you know, how do I deliver greater value at work? Because that's yeah. part of what makes it fun, right? Mm-hmm. We took 20,000 employers around the world as part of our Grit Institute research. We asked them this question. We said, okay, if you're hiring someone today, And you had to choose between the person with the perfect skills and qualifications, according to your job description, who's not so strong on grit, or the person, B, who's exceptional at grit, strong grit, but missing some pieces. Who would you hire? 98% worldwide said they'd pick grit. Then the second question we asked them is we said, okay, describe that person who's got the most extraordinary grit you've ever worked with. And they'll say, oh, Caroline, she's amazing. You know, she always finds a way to get it done, makes it happen, and the wax poetic. Then here's the killer question. We ask them, how many normal employees would you trade for one Caroline? And the average answer is 7.3, which means, and with leaders, it's 8.4, which means what these employers are saying, I mean, check this out. They're basically saying, I would trade an entire team of people that I hired and recruited into my company in order to have just one, just one with that thing, that element called grit. So what we do is we help them assess that in the interview process. It doesn't work to ask people what's the toughest thing you've ever faced and how you handled it, because that's actually in inverse, like a major backfire, because yeah. the people who are the grittiest don't even remember their adversities. So it's right. actually it, it's not considered an adversity then, right? They overcame it. Yeah. You, you you nailed it. You get it. So what we do is they use the grit gauge in the screening process and we also equip them with some interview questions that they can ask that cross validate that data to help them really unearth some of the grittiest people. I've never seen anything like it. The tr- the the surge of attention and focus that's being paid to grit in the employment world is absolutely mind-blowing right now. So what my appetite with one question you might ask someone as a candidate in an interview when you're, you're checking out their grit factor? You know what? We'll ask them. We don't ask them what's the toughest thing you ever faced. We say, describe to us the one thing you went after that you had to suffer, struggle, and sacrifice the most over the longest period of time. What is it? I and love that, it. Yeah, that's good. That, and they, a lot, you know, the ones who've been sort of pampered, they, 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 you can see they're trying to make something up because they, they never have. And the ones, I was just with the biggest education company in the world and every single person, student they highlighted, uh, and, and into both their company, but just sort of as an exemplar of what can happen, their whole story was about grit. 
this is what stirs the soul. Fabulous. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. So you've conducted independent studies around the world, really. What are some yeah. of your key discoveries about grid and what are the predictions? You know, this is this is the new normal and the work world has changed. So what are you going to predict for us in the coming year? Oh, those are great questions. You know, we have this thing called the Grid Institute. and We do research in roughly 50 countries around the world and we do all these independent studies. So we're always collecting this data. And, you know, we've seen a huge surge in how tough it is out there. We've seen a huge surge in how frustrating it is. But I'll tell you the good news. The good news is this. People are more purpose-driven than ever before. I think the grand, the Great Recession pressed the reset button for yeah. so many of us to say, you know what? I can't count on my employer to give me a purpose. I'm going to have to carve my own. And plus, there's a huge surge in entrepreneurship our work with MIT is around entrepreneurship, and they use this to measure and equip the entrepreneurs because this is the entrepreneurial mindset. So I think the attention that Grit's going to get in the entrepreneurial space is really huge. And I think that we're going to see more and more employers saying, you know what? Hey, guess what? The soft stuff's become the hard stuff. Yes. Yeah. If, if, we, if we equip our people with these things that enrich your lives – we're going to get better results in the long term as well. And so it really is the ultimate win-win. And we're so excited to see more and more employers waking up to that and investing in that. Excellent. So, Paul, tell me, if you could pick one thing, and I know there are a myriad of things, but if you could pick one thing that a listener can do to increase their grit today, what would you offer as a suggestion? Pretty simple. What I would do is I would spring clean your goals. And I would ask yourself, what is the one thing, like if I knew my time on this planet was limited, what's the one thing most worthy of me digging that much deeper for that much longer to say I made it happen? In other words, if you could only, out of all your goals, only achieve one of them before your final breath, which one's worthy of your greatest grit? And I guarantee you uh, that'll make it happen. And then, of course, <laughs> asking yourself, how can I do it in a way that benefits others and how can I do it in a way that's smarter than dumber uh, doesn't hurt as well because that'll keep your energy and that'll help you be more robust along the way. Boy, that really clarifies it. Thank you for that. Such a beautiful focus. And thank you for your uh, willingness to say it's not just about us as the individual, right? How can we help others along the way? I really appreciate that. That's wonderful. Thank you. Well, grit has a hugely contagious effect. You know, mm -hmm. grit, gritty leaders are the ones we revere and, and want to follow. You know, gritty people uh, are actually the ones who score higher on this are more likely to actually improve their station in life. The ones who score lower tend to stagnate or fall down. I mean, this is life-changing stuff. It doesn't just predict performance. It predicts health and quality of life. So, Paul, tell us how we can buy the book. And the title, again, is Grit, the new science of what it takes to persevere, flourish, and succeed. Oh, kind of you to ask. Easiest way, punch up Amazon. It's right there. It's available at Barnes & Noble. You can go in and ask for it. They have it. Uh, we have a couple sites that might be useful to people. Uh, we have the Grit Institute. You can go there. Uh, my Twitter is just Dr. Grit. That's my handle. That's and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> keeps it simple. And it's great. We've got a lot of great conversations going on out there. And our, our website, if you want to learn more about me and my team and our work, is a peak learning, just peaklearning.com. 
Wonderful. Well, Dr. Grit, that was fantastic. Paul Stoltz, I thank you so much for sharing your time and gritty expertise. What a joy to have you on. And I'm very excited about the new book, and I wish you great success in this wonderful new year. Oh, Caroline, thanks for an energizing conversation about it, and what a pleasure to join you and your audience out there. Thank you for the privilege. My pleasure, and I want to thank our listening audience for tuning into Your Working Life, where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. True career and life satisfaction is possible, and it's time to embrace what you love doing so you can do more of it. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care.